2: This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Jeremiah 3 speaks of,
3: A voice on the bare heights is heard, the weeping and pleading of Israel's sons, because they have perverted the way, they have forgotten the Lord. What happens when we forget God. We lose wisdom. What happens when we lose wisdom? We lose the way. Once we lose the way, who takes over? The wicked. This verse continues a few verses down. It says, but from our youth the shameful things has devoured all of which our fathers labored. The flocks and the herds. So Jeremiah is saying your sins and the peace you experience while you sinned. There words, the assets from your fathers of righteous living, those things you inherited from generation to generation preceding you are devoured. From the shameful things we've done. Jeremiah says, let us lie down in the shame. And let our dishonor cover us for we've sinned against the Lord, Lord God. We and our fathers from our youth, even to this day. We have not obeyed the voice of the Lord God. The Virgin Mary comes down to tell us this. That we must follow her message that it might go well for us. Might go well for our well-being. Why? Because one generation live righteously. Maybe the next, maybe the next. And so forth. And they accumulate peace and blessings. And those blessings become of such nature that it might make the next generations rich. Prosperous. With leisure time, leading to shameful things, to devouring all that which our fathers labored, their flocks and the herds, the sons and the daughters. We're in that mode now. We're devouring everything from our forefathers. We've lost wisdom. We don't know which way to go. But Our Lady is creating a remnant. And I don't say remnant in... That everybody be lost and we make a refuge I mean remnant like Israel those who want to go toward righteousness those who are willing to take more than necessary and use what they have to advance the kingdom of God as Allah says see who needs your monetary or the see who see who needs your material help and spiritual help of course that would be your labor that would be monetary And that would be your prayers, your fasting. The temporal temporal world, that which is seen, parallels the importance into the eternal, which is that which is unseen. What is just faith? What that works? What is temporal that resulted in where we'll spend eternity? Temporal has an importance. How will you use your material and the spiritual assets that you have? Devour it, doing shameful things? Or do you use it for your fathers? As Our Lady said, the dreams of your fathers may be fulfilled. The dead yearn and cry out. United States of America, what have you done? What does our forefathers think of us? Not a whole lot. We've lost complete wisdom. We've lost completely the way. And we've wasted away the things that they're willing to lose their fortunes, their lives, and given to their lives. So we can enjoy ourselves. We're in an indulgent society, a culture that already comes and says, Beware, O children. Be warned. Children. This is not going to continue. So we have people working their whole life, and everything in their old age is devoured. Riaz has our story for the week that will echo this.
2: This is from Jack Cafferty, and it's titled, What Does It Mean if Almost Half of Americans Die with Less Than $10,000 in Assets? Turns out the golden years aren't so golden anymore for a lot of people. A new study finds that many Americans die with virtually no financial assets. For more than 46% of us, that translates into less than $10,000. The study put out by a nonpartisan outfit called the National Bureau of Economic Research finds that many Americans spend their golden years dependent on the government. Researchers say many older Americans have no housing wealth and rely almost entirely on Social Security. Since many seniors have so little in financial assets, they are unprepared to deal with unanticipated financial needs such as major health-related expenses. Things like entertainment and travel are out of the question. All this raises more questions about the future of Social Security. If the government were to reduce benefits for seniors, it could directly affect the day to day lives of millions of older Americans who rely on these payments just to get by. The study also highlights a connection between health and wealth, finding that healthier seniors are more likely to have more assets than those who aren't as healthy. And no surprise here, wealthier seniors are likely to live longer than poorer seniors. One more thing to remember, marriage might help you out in old age. According to the report, single seniors had a significantly lower median wealth than continuously married senior citizens. For some of us, that would seem to be counterintuitive.
3: So how is it that we end up this way? We've bought the lie that someone else is going to take care of us. The founding of this nation, people were not looking to anybody else to help them. They knew they had to build a cabin, the cottage, a place, the patch of land, make it produce, take care and meet their needs. And the whole goal was to have that, have it paid for, not immediate gratification, rather work and do what the arm Build their barn first, make a lean-to and live next to the animals. Those animals will produce wealth, the means for them to build a house. That's why they say, many a fine barn built a fine house. No fine house built a fine barn. Our priorities are mixed up. We want to enjoy the pleasures along the way. We don't want to delay gratification. I've talked about this study before. They wanted to study children and what they would do. And so they called it, I think, the marshmallow test. And they put children in a room and told them if they would not eat this marshmallow, and they put toys all the way around, they would give them another one. They put them in there for so many moments, 20 minutes or whatever, and all of them just stared at the marshmallow. Every one of them. But not all of them ate it, but many of them most did. They could resist. The ones who resisted just played with the toys. After their time was up, they got a second one and they had two. They continued this study and found out as these children grew up that those who delayed the gratification of eating one marshmallow so that they could have two made it in life. They prospered. They saved. They, look, they weren't looking for the immediate gratification, the immediate pleasure, but they were willing to sacrifice and delay. Whatever happened to us? Well, we lived small, we lived meager, and while our income increased, we bought assets with that. Our whole goal in life was to get your house paid for, so that when you get older, you'd be comfortable and you could be in peace. And so we have this, most people down less than $10,000 assets. Because they're willing to enjoy themselves, spend what they have, and we inherit the sin. And it's tragic. We were just talking about, before we went on the air, about a, a surgeon, a neurosurgeon, who was at a meeting about Obama's health care, and he talked about these panels that were going to set up that anybody over 70 would have to have it reviewed about what kind of care that we get. And really, everybody over 70 would only be getting comfort care. His response was to that, I'm the one that gets up, this is the surgeon, at two o'clock in the morning, and I have to go deal with somebody in an urgent situation. Are these panels gonna get up at two a.m.? Are you gonna be locked down? Are they gonna be convening in the next morning? We're headed for big, big problems. They're here. December 25th, 1999. Pray to children that this next century may be a century of peace and well-being. Is our wellness, our being, our health going to be taken care of? It's under judgment. You've got to move away from this thing. This just not this. We have tyranny assaulting us on all sides. One World where the Own the World blog writes, I am for teaching our kids to conserve energy. Electricity is expensive. Oil and gasoline is obscenely expensive. I want to tell my children, turn off the lights when you leave the room. Don't leave the car running when you duck into the store. Keep the thermostat set at 70 in the winter and 78 in the summer. They're not just good ideas, they're practical too. So why am I complaining about the new EPA initiatives to push those ideas into our children's heads? Because the program they've created isn't about educating kids to use less energy. Oh, no. It is typical liberal fascist fashion. It's mostly about snitching on energy wasters. Get ready for legions of 10-year-olds armed with clipboards and door hangers. Sent forth to hang over-illuminated gas-guzzling to for a- school air conditioning. Gaia abusers, talking about the earth out among the hitherlands because the EPA is ready for everything your school needs to get started today. Quote, Educate students and staff about how their behavior affects energy use. Some schools have created student energy patrols to monitor and inform others when energy is wasted. For example, the Arizona Public School provides information for setting up energy patrols. The website states emphasize social action through environmental education gives students a chance to do something about environmental problems instead of just hearing about them. The AB website, ABS website says that patrol members can provide with, be provided with ID tags, vests, and clipboards. Their responsibilities include leaving reminders to better conserve energy and rooms they find that have the lights on, but are unoccupied. And so the indoctrination begins. Learn from the state. Report noncompliance. Back to the state. Get rewarded by the state. It's the cycle of socialism. The natural order of the progressive Levitans. Subvert the children, and the parents will be soon irrelevant. It takes a village to promote energy efficiency. And of course, this is written about, and they fired the first shot. Change agents, FEMA. They want to get your children and teach them they can save lives. They want to bring them to camps, and indoctrinate them. We're talking about 10 year olds, 12 year olds. And then send them back home as what they titled in their documents change agents. Their purpose is to go in there and inform their parents and their siblings that they have to change according to what they were indoctrinated with about safety. And you've got to have the issues. Don't be deceived. Oh, well, that, that's, that's not bad. What are you doing in a storm? That's not the purpose. It's to build the infrastructure because the next items they will come after you is to snitch. To condition you to be controlled. This is what Agenda 21 is about. A total loss of liberty. Is liberty from government or from God? Liberty precedes the Declaration of Independence. Liberty precedes the Constitution. When you grasp this, you understand these things, then you know government can't take it away from you. Legally. But it can illegally. It can't unnaturally. Because liberty is natural. It's an inalienable right from God. But unnaturally, it can. Through law. Through tyranny, through our sins. And that, my friends, is the key. It is through our sins we find ourselves face to face with tyranny. Until we repent, until we change, nothing else will. You've got to grasp where we are. You've got them in your lives. You've got to go to a Muslim confession. You got to repent. You got to sacrifice. Put the Nativity call out to your soul, to your family. Place them in the most safest position. Down here in the South, most people have in their mind where they'll go in a tornado. It may be the bathtub. It may be the bathroom. Maybe a northeast corner, wherever it's supposed to be. I don't even know because we go outside and watch it. We like that. But most people don't. My point being made is their thinking. Where do they need to be? So as things erupt, as things fall apart, where do you want to be? Are you considering your well-being? Are you just going into your old age, and your golden years, losing these things, not even having the means to have a house, content to be renting? My wife and I first got married, we rented an apartment. I couldn't stand it, it drove me crazy. That money every month was just thrown down the tubes for somebody else making a profit over it to the house. I wanted that profit to go into my pocket by paying every month or whatever I did for myself or buying lumber, what I did the house I have now, each month and bricks and whatever I needed in the rocks for it, that that went into something solid that serves me later. Often, we may do something in the community, put the whole community on it, and in one day's time, one day, we may build a deck. We may build something else, a bridge over some of the creeks. Nice ones. And that bridge, with one day's labor, we will use 25 years from now. It a service. It works for us. We've got it all wrong. We work for a wage for the bridge for somebody else. We never use the bridge, but we use the money that day's wage is $60, 100 dollars $25, whatever you get. And you put it in your fuel tank, you buy something to eat, it's gone. Our labor are they shown us, and I was doing this in business pre medjugorje It's put into a hard asset built. Tree cut down, lumber, whatever. Formed into something that continually serves us. You build a set of steps those will serve you for the next 40 years. You make your own Christmas presents. Our children here at Christmas make wooden bowls. They make chests. They make jewelry boxes. Or rosary boxes. They make pottery. Their labor serves years later. Most labor, most efforts, is translated back into a wage. And you're spending that and it's expendable items that it results in. We have a wrong mentality. We approach everything wrong because we have no wisdom. We have no wisdom because we sin. And not necessarily we sin, we don't repent. And not necessarily we don't repent, is that we don't recognize the sin in our lives. Every man falls. Every man will have sin. But that's dealt with on the cross. Utilize it. Confess it, and manualize, and you'll receive wisdom. Frank, you are there?
4: yeah um, it's It's interesting that sometimes I get emails that uh, ask me how to roll a 401k into a gold and silver portfolio. And I hope that these are people that are new to this and not people that are listening to the to the show, but they have access to Menomics. They have access to. It ain't going to happen. Which is an absolute must-read, as well as they fired the first shot, two thousand and twelve. These are not optional tax We have to read these now. They're they're very important for our future and going forward. It, but um... It, all these assets are toxic toxic assets. Social Security is a Ponzi scheme. There's there's no way. That paper is going to outpace food. Even in the short term, you'd have to be lucky uh, just outpace inflation with these assets. It's never been easier to exit all these things. And it, 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 some of the arguments are, well, I'll have to pay a penalty. It's ten percent. Ten percent is nothing. thirty three dollars silver. Uh, that's a good place to move retirement. Temporarily, until you put it into your lifestyle, your way of life, your uh, land, your homestead. Uh, It's nothing. $36 silver, November's the best month generally for for silver. You'd get that by December 1st. I have to pay taxes. We've, We've discussed this. There's no way to avoid that. They don't belong to you. Another argument is, well, I'm dependent on dividends, my dividend check. It's, you know, those things are going away. And it's not hard to take uh, silver and go to a coin dealer. It's like getting a dividend check and going to the bank. You go to a coin dealer, you get cash, you get groceries. These things are not safe. Social Security is the biggest Ponzi scheme. It is going to fail. We can't be dependent on these things. So someone may say, well, i prepared, I've got land, I've got animals, I've got, you know, six months worth of food for everybody that possibly has not prepared and is going to come to me. So I'm still, you know, have some speculative paper. Why, why would I want to get out of that speculative paper? The speculative paper cannot save souls. The miraculous metal, Magic glory Round, will change people's eternity maybe several people for each miraculous medal you have struck. These will go on for generations, from hand to hand. Silver's been used as money for thousands of years.
3: Well, we've got, well, let's just put it this way. Say someone has $100,000, we've talked about this before. Your penalty is $10,000 because it's 10%. If you're in tax bracket, you've got to pay 25% taxes. That's $25,000. So you're down $35,000. Right? Wrong. The $25,000 that you have to pay for taxes, you've got to pay it now if you take it out, or next year, or 10 years from now. What happens later is it's going to probably increase. When is the best time to take it? Right now. That twenty five thousand dollars of your hundred thousand is not your money. It belongs to the government. Don't think just because you earned it, they're just saying that you can delay that twenty five thousand dollars that's owed to taxes until you take it out. Take it out. Go ahead and give it to the government. It will never be yours. Understand that. The ten thousand you say I lose. Well count the risk factor. Obama said two years ago they were considering retirement funds, public funds. That's scary. That's your money. But I don't ever know what happened to legislation. If that went by, I think they did it by regulation, not legislation. And so they're using these these they're using these funds, your four hundred one ks, etc. As public funds, the government or whatever they want to assign it. Whatever they're doing behind our backs. And if they didn't do that, it's their intent. So your risk factor, you're only gonna lose ten thousand. The other twenty five's gone. So you're down to sixty five thousand. But you minimize any risk of loss because if you don't take it, you probably and very likely the chances are far greater you'll lose the sixty five thousand. Am I correct or wrong? Frank?
4: Absolutely absolutely correct. Absolutely, so, these are toxic assets. Everybody can't get out, and it's like you, you said. And yeah, uh,
3: everybody can't get hap- out. Everybody can't get out because of why?
4: Because it's it's not real. You're,
3: it's it's you're, you're referring to a run. You're you're referring a run on it, and then there's nothing going to be there. Right now, they can get out because not everybody's running on it. Is that what you're referring to? Absolutely.
4: Okay. Absolutely. It, it, there's finite things. There's resources that are are limited and finite and so when the when they start to exit there's a panic and it it and then it's called hyperinflation with fiat money in hyperinflation you just lose all value of of paper and it, it has no purchasing power so you know once once the herd starts running there's no opportunity this is an opportunity provided by us by grace And that's the only reason I can see that we're possibly here. And there's no reason to be in paper at all. It'll never purchase more than it does today. And uh, this is time to prepare.
3: Okay, Frank, how do they contact you?
4: You can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us, globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com
3: So, Our Lady tells us to pray fast, let God act. And that means for you to pray fast and think about what God does when He acts. His acts right now is giving you an opportunity through being thoughtful Using wisdom he's given you by living his way. The decisions you need to make at this moment. We love you. We wish you our lady. Goodbye.